Turn your Bibles, if you would please, with me today to the book of Mark, chapter number 10. In the book of Mark, chapter number 10. I am glad you're here today. And I'm glad that most of you are going to come back tonight. And I'm praying for the rest of you on a regular basis by name. I want you to look in your Bible today to the book of Mark chapter number 10. We are continuing our study through the book of Mark entitled to be like Jesus. And today I want to read for you just a few verses and uh, bring you to a thought Uh, I think it's already on the board. My sermon title is, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? I wish that title was original, but I think I saw it someplace. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? We'd like to welcome all of you by way of uh, live stream, radio, wherever you're joining us. We're so glad you're with us today. And today we turn into a Bible to the book of Mark, chapter number 10. It's good to have the Martinez family here today. They serve in a church down in the south of here. And the family's here. And Johnny used to be a member of our church. And they've done a good job in the youth department, youth director, and he and his wife, Angie. It's so good to have you folks here I hope you're tithing here today and not down there. Uh, all right. Uh, I read for you verse 1 of chapter number 10, please. And he arose from thence, and cometh to the coast of Judea by the farther side of Jordan. And the people resorted unto him again. And it was wont he taught them again. Verse 13, and they brought... Young children to him, that he should touch them, and the disciples rebuke those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased, and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them in his arms, put his hands upon them, and blessed them. Probably you'll recognize the title from a television program Entitled, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? I don't watch it. I watched it once and I didn't like the program. I liked the questions, I just did not know the answers. (laughs) To illustrate, they would take curriculum and material that we were taught in the fifth grade. And they would ask questions to these adults from the material that we were taught in the fifth grade. Let's see how you will fare. In what month do we observe Columbus Day? 
Don't answer out loud now because I'd hate for you to be wrong. <laughs> That's fifth grade material, how you do it. A hectagon is a shape with how many sides? Fifth grade. You see why I don't watch the program? In what state is Mount Rushmore located? Fifth grade material. My sermon title is, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? How many teaspoons are in five tablespoons? Fifth grade. I bet we got folks that graduated from A&M that don't know that. (laughs) Please don't raise your hand if you graduated from A&M. Don't do that. (laughs) We got a few. I'll probably be rat packed after the service. Sure as the world. And at the end of the program, I think, if you remember it, the contestants ended up losing. And when they were all done, they were to look into the face of the camera and say, my name is so-and-so, and I am not smarter than a fifth grader. Could we take that and apply it to the word of God in the arena of spirituality? And could I please pose the question to you today? In your faith, are you smarter than a fifth grader. Now let's pray and we'll ask God to help us. Our Father today, we do not want to belittle, criticize, but Lord, our desire today is to enlighten and uplift and encourage the people of God and those who are not yet saved To come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And it is in his name we do pray. Amen. Amen. When I was a kid. They used to have those large blue Bible books. And in those large blue Bible books. Were Bible stories. Starting from creation morn, going all the way through to the revelation. And those books had some of the most expressive and beautiful pictures. I can remember them as a lad. Jonah and the whale. And when I was a child, I did not question, could a whale swallow a man? Because I believed if God deemed it so, the man could have swallowed the whale. I remember those pictures of Daniel in the lion's den. Sitting on a rock. 
just with an expression of glee and faith that his God could deliver him from that den. I read Father and I turn those pictures and I see people in a furnace of fire. And I see three thrown in and a very puzzled king looking into that fire with a look of fright upon his face saying, did not we cast three bound into the fire? And somebody said, yes, O king, we did. He said, but now I see four loose and the fourth has the image of the son of God. In my youth, I did not question that. In my youth, I did not try to reason that away before we launched ourselves into the secular uh, communist and, uh, and a socialist uh, school system that we're sending our kids to. I did not question that God created and that God could deliver children from a fiery furnace. Amen. But now that we're old, Now that we're so educated. (laughs) Now we begin to doubt just to doubt. I wonder what happened to our optimism that God was still in control. I wonder what happened to our amazement that God could take a seed and grow a tree. I wonder what happened. Did we get all caught up in somebody's evolutionary process? And in that process, we have begun to question. We have begun to reason out how can a savior dying on a cross save me eternally from a hideous hell? Don't look at me like that. You know it's a fact, Jack. And so Jesus takes a little child and sets him on his lap and holds him up for all eternity to see and says to you and I, what you need to do is learn from this child. What in the world can we learn from a child? I was reading a telegram that a pastor received or an email and it was entitled my children have taught me many things Amen. the first thing my children taught me that if you hook a dog leash on a ceiling fan the motor's not strong enough to rotate a 42 pound boy in his underwear and a superman cape <laughs> Jesus holds a little child up for us today and says, hey, you big know-it-alls. He says to the disciples, you've seen me walk on the water. You've seen me raise the dead. You've seen me multiply fish. You've seen me do everything in the world. And you're still as dumb as a rock. Learn from this little child. What in the world can we learn from a little child? My children taught me that if you hook a dog leash over a ceiling fan, the dog get hurt. 
My children taught me that when you're using a ceiling fan for a bat, you might have to throw the ball up several times. <laughs> My children taught me that when you hear the toilet flush and the words, uh-oh, <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> Is there anybody here today willing to learn from a fifth grader? Amen. Is anybody here today that's not so proud and arrogant, Preach. so educated and elite, Preach. that we cannot take our Savior's advice and say, learn from this little child? The, parent, the, the email closed with that Play-Doh and microwave should never be used in the same sentence. That garbage bags do not make good parachutes. <laughs> My children also told me, you probably do not want to know what that odor is. <laughs> Be honest now, as a child, we had no trouble believing that there was a supreme being someplace that created the heavens and the earth. As a child, we had no problem believing and those pictures that I talked about a little while ago inspired me many years down the road after a life hideous and worldly and terrible that 10, 15 years down the road, those Bible stories could come alive when somebody took the Bible and showed me how I could be saved. Those Bible stories that inspired me and uplifted me and encouraged me as a little boy hang deeply in my heart and soul. And I wonder tonight, today, if maybe we could learn something from children. This is not the first time our Lord has used a child to teach us something. He taught us something over yonder in the valley when just a teenage boy could take a slingshot and a few stones and kill a Goliath. He taught us something when Andrews told Jesus, I found a lad with just a few loaves and a few fishes. And the Bible says just a few verses down, and Jesus took them, and Jesus blessed them. Maybe he's trying to tell us there's something more important than our stuff. He took a little boy and taught lessons. And I, I just like to leave this with you today. What in the world can I learn from a fifth grader? You know, a fifth grader has no trouble believing that God is real and that God can do anything. Now, we question that. Now, God can't even pay our water bill. A God can't discipline us to manage money correctly. 
God can't bless our kids and protect our kids and build a hedge around our family. God can't do that. But a fifth grader don't believe that. Fifth grader believes God is real and that God can do anything. For you uh, theologians, that is omnipotence. Most of us can't spell omnipotence. But we just act like God is omnipotent. But a fifth grader believes it with all of his heart, believes that God is real and that God can do anything. I think I'd like to have a fifth grader's God, just tell you the truth. And we get all mixed up and caught up on God doing something miraculous, something out of the ordinary, when all around us every day the miraculous is taking place. I mean, every time the sun comes up, that's a miracle. Every time this old earth makes its revolution, that's a miracle. Every time the moon kisses the sky, that's a miracle. Every time a tree grows, that's a miracle. A bird sings, that's a miracle. And that you're still here, that's a miracle. Just think some of the things and places some of you guys have been. Just think of some of the things you've done. I'm talking about not smart things, dumb things. Some of the dumb places you've gone. If you had your desserts, somebody to cut your throat hanging on a bar stool someplace, and you'd bled to death. But ain't God good. But we take credit for all that we do. But a fifth grader does not take credit for what he does. Let me tell you something. A fifth grader is totally dependent. Totally dependent. He cannot make his own living. He cannot earn his own money. He has not the the maturity to guide his life. A fifth grader is totally dependent upon mom and dad. They know nothing of independence. They know nothing of self-reliance. They know nothing of a self-made man. They know nothing about look at me. Because there ain't much to look at. Of course, if you'd look in the mirror, you'd find the same thing. Not much to look at. Could I ask you a question? Do you believe this is real? Do you believe this is true? Do you believe that this is a living, written word, written by an omnipotent, loving God that is everywhere and can do anything? Do you believe that? Well, the difference in us believing it and a fifth grader believing it, a believer, fifth grader, will act on it. You say, boy, kids sure are dumb. You know what's wrong? A fifth grader will take the Bible at face value. Yeah. You read Jeremiah. Could I read it for you, please? Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse 17. It says, Oh, Lord God, behold, thou hast made heaven and the earth. By thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard 
for thee. Is there anybody here believes that? I can take that to the fifth grade class and they'll believe it. I can take that to the fifth grade class and they'll believe it and take it home with them. Uh, they'll take that home with them and they'll get encouragement. They'll get confidence. They'll get faith. You know what a fifth grader does that we don't do? Trust. You know what Jesus said? Look at this little kid. And unless you start trusting me like this kid does, you cannot go to heaven. Well, I don't know if that kid understands or not. Jesus said, the kid is not to become like us. <laughs> we are to become like the kid. Amen. Well, I got that figured out. See, kids don't try to figure it out. They just believe it. Uh, they just believe it. Is there anybody here today believe that God is? And that he can do anything. Don't you think that'd be a good thing to pass down to your kids, daddy? Don't you think it'd be a good thing to teach them while they believe it? Don't you think it'd be nice to tell them how wonderful God is before the dope crowd gets a hold of them and before the secularists get a hold of them and materialistic ones get a hold? Don't you think maybe that ought to go in their little heart and mind before the garbage of the world begins to sink in? Are you smart as a fifth grader? A fifth grader believes that God is and that God can do anything. Or say, preacher, I don't understand it. He's not talking about understanding. He's just talking about in childlike faith, trust God. You know how you get saved? Not by what you know, but what you believe. You know you're a sinner. You say, well, I have not been to church much. Well, now you don't have to go to church much to end up in jail. Or end up in trouble. And everybody knows there's just something wrong with us. You know what it is? We're a born sinner. And I can tell a fifth grade kid, did you know that 85% of all the folks get saved? They get saved before they're 18. 85% of all the folks that's going to heaven got ready before they learned how much fun sin was. Are you as smart as a fifth grader? Knowing that you're a sinner, realizing that God is real, realizing that God can do anything. If he can do that, he can save you eternally. Give you eternal life. And watch over you all the time you're on this earth. Are you as smart as a fifth grader? Because a fifth grader believes that God is. And that God can do anything. Can you imagine as a fifth grade lad in the hills of Tennessee sitting there and reading a story and looking at the picture of David and Goliath. Can you imagine how inspiring that would be to a young kid realizing that there's somebody with me 
Somebody can take care of all these problems. A fifth grader just believes that. And I think maybe some of us today needs to get a little smarter like a lot of the fifth graders. Have you ever, what would you say that a 21st century fifth grade definition of God would be other than awesome? Hey, that ain't an old man word. I never heard that word till I got uh, 70 years old. And some kid described God to me as awesome. Is that the kind of God you want? An awesome God. Or the one like you've been toting around all week. The one you've been complaining about all week. The one that's not big enough to take care of all your problems all week. The one that you're doubting just a little bit. If this thing of God and the Bible and salvation and heaven and hell is really real. Hey, fifth grader don't have no trouble with that. How smart are you? Did you realize that uh, a survey was, was, was taken and 90% of all the men that took the survey believed that they were in the top 50% of intellectual accomplishment. 90% of all the men that were surveyed felt that they were in the top 50% of the intellectual achievement. In other words, most men think they know everything. Amen. Amen. But kids don't understand that. One little boy asked her mother, Mama, how come... When daddy is driving, only the idiots come out. Amen. Everybody else is wrong, but us. They cut us off. The middle lane is made for me, not those who want to pass. Most men remind me, that woodpecker sitting on that big old oak tree, it's dead. It's been dead a long time. It's hard. That old woodpecker, whap, whap, whap. Suddenly lightning struck, split that tree, plumb to the ground. That woodpecker straightened his clothes, feathers up and said, wow, look what I did. <laughs> Reminds you of you, does it? It's me. I'm what I am because I am what I am. Jesus took a little child. He took a little child. You know, most churches don't think little children are important. Uh, they don't pay the bills and they get stuff on the floor and, and uh, buses cost too much money and gas and fuel is too high and you got to have CDL license drivers and oh, the, the, the litigation that's possible and oh, just uh, shh, shut up. Jesus said, suffer them to come. And if you won't come, you go get them and bring them. Let me help you now. A fifth grader believes that God is and that God can do anything. Could I give you this? A fifth grader believes that God knows everything. 
Isn't that something? Knows. See, children know you cannot hide from God. God knows everything. All things are open to the eyes of the Lord, the Bible says. Great is the Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. I wonder why when we read 1 John 3.20, we don't realize that God knows everything. See, when I was in the fifth grade, all fifth graders believed that. But, of course, now that was for Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse, and Minnie, and Disney. It was before teenage soap operas in the afternoon. Uh, It was before somebody started messing with the minds of our kids. MTV said, we don't want to mess with the teenagers We already got them. We want the fifth and sixth graders. We're going to target kids. See, when I was a kid, kids believed a lot different than kids today. You should have seen the first video game I got for my fifth birthday. Some of you are not smarter than the fifth grade. (laughs) Video hadn't even been invented in my fifth birthday. In fact, we were still working on the wheel. But in Bible schools, in vacation Bible schools, and in little old classes in a little Baptist church, Ill-taught, but taught just the same. Taught not from the head, but from the heart. Teachers who were not educated and fully discipled yet, just served Jesus every day. Did the best they could with the class. My prayer was, dear God, give me a good-looking teacher. (laughs) That never did work because it was all men. But when I was a fifth grader, fifth graders believed that God knew everything. Not every deed, but every thought. And he knew it before you thought it. And he loved you knowing you were going to think it. And he loved you after you thought it. And after you did it, he still loved you. And a kid don't have any trouble accepting that. Little kid is humble. A little kid is forgiven. Kids don't carry grudges. They can fight today and be best friends after a while. They can wipe the blood off each other's face and go eat a hot dog an hour later. Not us. No, sir, buddy. 
we're going to get even come hell or high rod. Are we going to, they shouldn't have done that to me. Hey, are you as smart as a t- fifth grader? Amen. Wait, some of you are looking at me. I don't believe you are. <laughs> Is anybody here still believe that God knows everything? God knows the beginning from the end. Amen. Because with him, there is no beginning. Amen. I got to close now. You say, why? Because you're looking restless. <laughs> A fifth grader believes God literally not only knows everything, but is everywhere. We adults call it omnipresent. Theologically. Intellectually. We believe that. But in the heart. And in the life. We don't believe that. Because if we knew God knows everything and was everywhere. We wouldn't do some of the things we do. When no one is looking. It amazes me what people will do if they think nobody's watching. Amen. Amen. It's amazing to me. But you see, I believe the fifth grader believes, and I believe believing that God is everywhere. The psalmist said, Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I go from thy presence? If I should ascend into heaven, thou art thou. And if I should make my bed in hell, thou art thou. And if I take the wings of the morning and fly to the uttermost part of the sea, even there, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. Amen. Does anybody here believe that? Amen. See, a fifth grader believes that. Kids believe this. and We need to return to believing that. Wouldn't it be something just to get up tomorrow like a fifth grader and leave it all to God? See, now my kid calling sick. Yeah. Yeah. My kids never had a care about what they was going to eat, what they were going to wear. They just had faith in somebody that they knew pretty, pretty good. Amen. Would try his best to take care of them. They knew somebody that had their good at heart. Uh, kids know that parents is there. Have you ever heard this My dad can whoop your dad. That may not be true. But it sure is nice that your kids. Has confidence. In dad. Wouldn't it be nice. If somebody asked your kids. Who their hero was. And they without any hesitation would say. Dad. Well, I've got a heavenly father. That is my hero. I have a savior. That is my hero. And dear God, I'd like to go back 
And I'd like to be as smart as a fifth grader and quit trying to reason all this out. And just in childlike faith, believe that God is real and that he can do anything and that he is everywhere. And if he's everywhere, that means he's with me in my hurt and in my problems and in my sorrow. Does anybody believe that? Years ago when I would get hurt, I'd always tell my parents. But now my mom and dad is gone. But I have a heavenly father. That goes everywhere with me. He sees my hurt. He feels my sorrow. And he's big enough to get me through every one of them. He not only sees my hurt, he sees my successes. I know you've never had a hole in one and look around and see if anybody was looking. I know you never caught a great huge fish on Sunday and was ashamed to tell the preacher. When you were a kid, did you ever make that half shot, half court shot? And it didn't hit anything but net. And you looked around to see if anybody was looking. Let me help you. There was somebody looking. He joys in our successes. He hurts in our sorrows. And like a fifth grader, I need to realize that. Can I close? If God knows everything, that means God knows more about me than I know about myself. He now knows what I did yesterday. He knows what I'm doing today. But did you know he knows what you're going to do tomorrow? And he still loves us. He loves us with an eternal, unconditional love. You say, preacher, I've gone through a terrible situation. Not without God you didn't because he was there. He's everywhere. He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Too bad we can't live like a fifth grader and start believing that again. And just trust God with a childlike faith. Now, I'm done. Listen just a minute. Can you say in your heart, My name is, whatever it is, look God square in the face right in the camera. Say, my name is whatever it is. And I am not smarter than a fifth grader, spiritually speaking. But I want to be. 
Remember what Jesus said? Suffer the little children to come unto me. How do you come to Jesus? Like a child. Totally dependent. Not knowing everything except you're a sinner. The Christ died for you on Calvary's cross. He died to be your substitute. And if you will accept that fact by faith, childlike faith, he said, you can have eternal life. You don't have to be a Baptist. You don't have to be a Catholic. You don't have to be a Pentecost. All you got to be is like a fifth grader. Realizing that you're a sinner. Realizing you can't get to heaven yourself. Realizing that Jesus can be the one to take you. I am Gene Wolfenbarger. And I am not smarter than a fifth grader. Spiritually speaking.